Hello and welcome to another jam-packed episode of We Love Books, the show where we absolutely love kids' books and we know you do too. On today's episode, grown-ups love to talk about it and now kids love to read about it. Joanna Donnelly and Fuchsia Macquarie chat about their award-winning The Great Irish Weather Book. Our resident CBI book doctor Anne has some top-notch reading recommendations. We've got a fantastic story written about a surprise in an attic by nine-year-old Abby. But before we get to this week's book review by 12-year-old Sive, let's find out why some of you guys just love to read. If you don't read a book, your brain goes uh, clockwise and it it hurts your brain and then your brain goes into into different places. I like reading and I like non-different books like Nerlin and it's more... It has more better words and then if you keep on reading the same book it probably only have like you'll only see the same words and the same pictures because like it tells you like stuff what you don't know no and then like stuff if people ask you like did you ever read the book and you can just say yeah i like reading because all the words all the detail in the words yeah i love reading and i like it because you can find out for like fact books you might find out some really interesting facts and for books like someone wrote a diary of like a book like this one or other books it's like really good to read books because you can find out loads of information and it's just nice to have some peaceful time to read a book. Love books, it's time for We Love Reviews. Today, 12 year old Sive tells us about the book Icarus Was Ridiculous, written by Pamela Butchart and illustrated by Thomas Flintham. It's a modern take on ancient Greek mythology. My name is Sive Murphy, I'm 12 years old, and this is a book review on Icarus Was Ridiculous by Pamela Butchart. So, this is a retelling of four of the Greek myths and retelling from the point of view of a 10-year-old, I think. Uh, So her name is Izzy and she loves the Greek myths and she's always telling her friends the stories, uh, like the the story of the horse of Troy, Narcissus, King Minos and King Midas. And she retells these in her own way, adding bits maybe from modern times or retelling it in a way that she likes. And I enjoyed this book. I thought it was really good. I really like the Greek myths as well. I'm really interested in them. I would recommend this book for ages between 8 and 12. I think anyone between that age would really enjoy it, as long as they have an interest in the Greek myths, or if they hadn't read any of them before, this would be a really good first introduction to them. What's the weather like outside? 
But more importantly, why is it like that and what does it mean? If these and other weather-related questions keep you up at night, it's time to read the fantastic collaboration between meteorologist Joanna Donnelly and illustrator Fuchsia Macquarie, the great Irish weather book. It won the judges special award at the CBI Book of the Year Awards and the judges said, from satellites to storms, from clouds to climate change, meteorologist Joanna Donnelly explains while Fuchsia Macquarie illustrates every aspect of our great and not so great Irish weather. Easy to read alone or fun to read aloud with friends, it's ideal for any age. Well, they said a whole lot of other nice things too about how great the book is, but you'll have to Google that yourself to find out the rest. I spoke to Joanna and Fuchsia and I asked them what it's like to write and illustrate a book, what makes a double rainbow and what's at the end of it. What made you begin this project, Joanna? We were approached by Gil. Gil called me the year before last and asked me would I be interested in writing the book and as soon as they asked me I realised of course. I, I don't know how I haven't written it already. So uh, yeah, we started writing straight away. So. Did you find it easy to start writing or was it completely different from what you've done before? It was completely different but I did find it easy I have to say. I had probably been doing the job in my writing it in my head for 20 years so you know they asked me how long did it take to write it but typing it might have taken a few months but it's of course 20 years of experience that went into it so I loved it. How did you get involved Fisha? Same process Joanna, I was just asked, they told me that Joanna was going to write it and then I was asked if I was interested in illustrating it and I was like absolutely, sounds really dreamy. So uh, yeah we just went from there and then I did like a little practice uh, page for them and then they were happy with that and then we just made the whole thing. How long does it take to illustrate a whole book, especially on something as amazing as weather? For this it was I think two or three months altogether, and that was kind of doing one double page spread every day. So just every day I kind of learned about a new thing and then did that page and went on to the next one so it was really nice to like not do anything else and just focus on one big project and learn loads about one specific thing so yeah it's great and where do you get your ideas for your pictures i know you read the words how does your brain turn that into amazing illustrations on a page like i do loads of different sketches that are kind of lots of little small things where i'm trying to figure out things from like my brain onto the page and then different things like i would learn about you know, what the actual science of something looks like, or then loads of my own personal life goes into things or different places in Ireland that I really like. So it's kind of a mishmash of stuff that you have to put in and then stuff that I really want to put in as well. Joanna, you're busy. You're a busy lady. <laughs> you're on our televisions and our radios, all kinds of things going on. How did you get time to write a book as well? Yeah, you'd want to ask my family that question because I don't know. Um, I, I like to be active in sports as well, and I think that's probably what I lost a little of in the time that I was writing the book and then there's an awful lot more after you've written the book the the publicity of the book and you know, sewing up the the finer details so it was a lot of work it was a hugely tremendously rewarding work and really fun and interesting and it's great to do something new but yeah it was meant for a very very busy year. Why do you think the book was so successful what resonated with people? Oh, well I think obviously weather is fundamental to us all we are all looking at the weather every day and I think this book probably answers a lot of questions that everybody has and not just kids the adults too and I think the illustrations and the production of the book the size of the book has all been a great success and I think they all add up together to give great product we're really really proud of it 
And Fuchsia, did you learn lots of new things about the weather? I learned so many new things, even though it was kind of from the ages of seven and up, a lot of stuff was really sure. new to me. She learned something new yesterday as well. Oh, I learned that when there's a double rainbow, the second rainbow is a reflection of the first rainbow. <laughs> is there any gold at the end of the first one or the second one? I think that's an important question. In all four corners is the official. Um. <laughs> okay, so we got that officially from RT Weather and Illustration. <laughs> and was there anything about the process, Joanna, that surprised you when you were writing it? Um, well, I didn't have any idea of what the process was involved in getting a book from at the start to the end. Um, it started with a, a question, do you want to write a book? But then, like Fuchsia, I had to produce a sample, I suppose, to show them that I could actually write. And then there was the meeting with the board to see if they wanted to publish the book. And all of this was fascinating to me. I thought mm. writers sat in a nice cosy room, wrote a book and then it magically appeared on yeah. our shelves for us to read. But apparently not, there is an awful lot more to it. So it was all a, a great big eye opener and very glamorous as well at the yeah. end. It was all very, very exciting. Finally, what was your favourite thing about writing this book? Actually getting it out of my head then. Once the decision was made to actually write it, then I was writing it in my head all the time and actually starting to type it onto paper was a great relief then because I couldn't stop thinking about it all the time. How am I going to explain this? How am I going to explain that? How am I going to explain this? And then just to get it all out was, was really a great relief at the end, I think. Yeah. Seeing it, sorry. I yeah, getting Seeing getting it. the package in the post and Even being a real the proofs, thing. The first proofs that yeah. came back and I saw the, the illustrations of Fuchsia. Every day I turned the, each page and I was so excited to see what Fuchsia has, had created from my words and, and that was a real thrill for me. Yeah, I like the quality of the paper and stuff when we first got it and like smelling the new book. Yeah. Those things were really yeah, exciting. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Now on We Love Books, it's time to check in with our CBI book doctor, Anne. In the clinic today is nine-year-old Sophie, and she's on the hunt for some top-notch reading recommendations. Let's find out what Sophie likes to read, and then book doctor Anne will prescribe the perfect books for her. My name is Sophie and I am nine. My favourite book is Dogma, because I like the way there's some action and some funniness. My favourite character is probably Little Peavy, because he's there's one called Petey, and he's been escaping from jails a lot of the time. But he doesn't really like. He's on both of the sides. He's on Peavy's side and Dogman's side. I like Tom Gates, and I kind of like Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I like reading a bit of three things. Mysteries, adventures, and funny. I don't like Beast Quest. It's because um, it's kind of mythical things, and I'm not the best fan of mythical things. I like art. I like sport. Um, I play basketball, hockey. I play hockey two times a week, and golf. But soon we I play basketball and hockey in school. But soon they all turn into cricket and tennis. So, Doc, what should I read? Hi, Sophie. A series that's often recommended for fans of Dogman is the Big Nate series by Lincoln Pierce. The comic strip style is very similar, though the pace is not quite as manic as the Dogman books. Another funny series that's high on pictures and low on text is The Bad Guys by Aaron Blabley. 
The bad guys are Mr. Wolf, Mr. Snake, Mr. Piranha and Mr. Shark. Mr. Wolf claims that he and his friends are not bad, just misunderstood. Do we believe him? He invites his bad guy friends to join the Good Guys Club to do only good deeds like rescuing kittens and not eating them. Will it all work out? The series runs to 12 books, so I guess it's not all plain sailing. One of my favourite comic style books at the moment is the Olga series by Elise Gravel, starting with Olga and the smelly thing from nowhere. Olga is a scientist in training who prefers animals to humans, and the author herself describes what you'll find in the book. A grumpy scientist, some annoying humans, a dog that pees everywhere, tons of cute animals, gross science facts, a lesson on poopology, and a very special and smelly creature that will melt your heart. You've probably seen the bright yellow, green and orange covers of the Danger Is Everywhere series by Dr Noel Zone, also known as David O'Doherty and Chris Judge. Dr Zone is a dangerologist and is determined to impart his detailed expertise on danger and how to avoid it. Not as you might think about skydiving or whitewater rafting. No, Dr Zone's preference is to warn us of the dangers that lurk around unsuspecting people doing ordinary things. Things you never even realised were dangerous, like reading a book. As you mentioned liking mysteries, have a look at Murder Most Foul, the free-range detective agency, written in a delightfully deadpan style by Jed Lynch, with appropriately humorous illustrations by Stephen Stone. Seamus is a private investigator, and he's also a turkey. In fact, all the characters in this book are animals. The book is full of smart dialogue and groan-worthy puns, and a few mysteries to solve along the way. And back to the graphic novel format, but with a slightly more grown-up theme, though still plenty of excitement. Have a look at Roller Girl by Victoria Jameson. Facing a long, boring summer before starting second-level school, Astrid signs up for a roller derby summer camp, but her best friend abandons her to sign up for ballet camp instead. The tough, exciting sport of roller derby appeals to Astrid, but navigating this new, unfamiliar space, populated by older, more confident girls, without her best friend at her side, leaves Astrid out of her depth. The energy of the roller derby games comes across really well in the graphic novel format, and it also allows for Astrid's inner thoughts to be depicted, sometimes as fantasy sequences. Can Astrid stick it out? Find out in this story of challenges, losses, friendship and new beginnings. Thanks, Book Doctor Anne. Well, now on We Love Books, it's time to hear from you guys. Here's a story from nine-year-old Abby Cleary, and she tells us about a girl who found a surprise in her attic during the COVID-19 lockdown. The life of a totally normal girl during quarantine and a small furry rabbit. Megan Moyes was a young girl who was stuck in the south of France during COVID-19 in an utterly boring house that had one bathroom and not even a single balcony. If you think that's silly, all the walls were painted the same colour, white, and I'm pretty sure that that's enough to say that the house was in fact boring. Every day she would run around searching for something to do, but never found anything. The one place she had never bothered to check was the attic. But to be fair, attics are never really that interesting. But again, sadly for her, 
the attic is actually quite interesting and is looking for someone to explore it. The following day, Megan woke up rather early as she had been told to empty some boxes from the attic. Yes, you heard the attic. Anyway, she had her breakfast and did all her other morning natures, then headed on up to the attic like she had been told. She didn't notice anything strange at first, but then saw one of the bigger boxes shuffling about a bit. She crawled over to it and opened the box a crack, then shut it again as it had developed an awful smell. She then blocked her nose by covering it with her hand and took a second try at opening the box. This time she was a bit more successful and out hopped a small furry rabbit. Totally normal, right? Until, of course, it started talking. Would you be kind enough to get me a cup of tea, my darling? It said. Too shocked to say anything, she rushed downstairs, put the kettle on and immediately sat down beside it. While she was waiting for the water to boil, she thought what to do next. It certainly needed a bath, she thought to herself. She was starting to think of some other things it might need when the kettle went bing and then shut off. She poured the hot water out into a cup, put a tea bag in it and then carried it upstairs and up the ladder careful not to burn herself. When the rabbit was done drinking, she took it down to the bathroom and turned the bath on. Just when the rabbit had jumped in, her mother came in, looking very tired. Why is there a rabbit in a bath? She shouted, clearly alarmed. I found it in the attic, mother. The story about it being able to speak we just have to wait to be told another time. A talking, stinking rabbit. It's not every day you find one of those in your attic. Well, there was that one time last year. Well, that's all we've got time for on today's We Love Books. A big thanks to the kids who read, wrote and reviewed for us and to the adults who made that possible with all their hard work and organisation. We appreciate your efforts. Thanks to Book Doctor Anne for her endless and riveting recommendations. And thanks to Children's Books Ireland for running the absolutely brilliant book clinics, prescribing the perfect read to children wherever they go. If you'd like to get in touch with the permission of a parent or guardian, our email is welovebooks at rte.ie. That's all from me. I'm Neve McManus. You've been great. And until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.